Hello, all you beautiful ladies out there in podcast land. Welcome back to Pumps, Pearls, and Power, Walking in Purpose and Peace. Hashtag, we're moving forward with undefeatable determination. Hashtag, we're walking word walkers. This is Bree. I'm Roy. Ella will not be with us today, but we're so excited you can join us. Today, we will continue our series on what's love got to do with it. Some of the areas we'll be discussing may challenge us as we learn to walk out God's agape love with others. Let's talk about love and how it implies value. When we think about love and the people that God has put in our lives, let's think of some of the things that we value. We value our families. Our friends, our homes, Mm -hmm. our cars, Mm -hmm. our jewels. Yes. Jeff has given me some nice jewels over the year, and I certainly value those. Mm -hmm. So shouldn't our love for God and one another be more valuable to us than anything this earth has to offer? It should. It should. Our first devotion belongs to God, and whatever his will and purpose is, Do you believe that, Roy? I do believe that, Brenda. Yes. We have to be intentional and purposeful in love. It's not going to happen by osmosis, is it? No. We do this by praying and relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. He will help us. Yes, he will. We obey him because we love him. We do it willingly. He is worthy of our love and devotion. Because he is God. He's a good God. He's a great God. He's a great God. John 14 and 15 lets us know if we love Jesus, then we walk that out by doing what he tells us to do. He commands us to love. And guess what that's called, Roy? Oh, I think it's called (laughs) obedience. Obedience. (laughs) (laughs) So podcast audience, ask yourself this. What? Or whom do you value? Think about that for a moment. Do you value your possessions more than your loved ones or others that God has put in your life? Are you willing to set you aside to love those that God puts in your path? And what we want you to know is love is valuable. So please treat it as such. Don't take it for granted. That's right. Don't take others for granted either. That's right. You may ask this question. What are you ladies talking about? Or does love really cost me Mm -hmm. something? We're so glad you (laughs) asked that. So let's look at some of the valuable cost of love. Again, we are commanded to love. It's not an option. More about that later. We will talk more Mm -hmm. about love not being optional later. So let's talk about now what love requires of us. And I will say even, what does it cost us? Well, the first one is it, it is, is our commitment. And what is commitment? Commitment is a promise to do or not to do something. A commitment is a response to love. And Roy, we know that love is what? It's consistent. It's, con- it's enduring. doesn't keep a record of wrong. It's patient. It's kind. That's right. And also, commitment is based on a decision. We can decide yes. to invest ourselves in others 
by giving of ourselves to meet his or her needs. Acts 2 and 42 reads, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and in sharing meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. And so what that means is we too can spend time with one another, whether that's discipleship, going out to lunch or dinner, going to a movie, going bowling or whatever, but fellowship is important. We also have to meet others' needs. Christian love is concerned with what is doing good for one another, not with what the others wants. And that's important because this love recognizes that what people want and what they need are often two yes, different things. Right. And I'll tell you what, because sometimes Roy, I want to go out and get that cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> but you may have to say, Bree, we want to get a salad. Bree, what about your hips? <laughs> yes, you're trying to eat healthy. <laughs> so the other person may need loving confrontation, even if we don't want to hear it, mm-hmm. even if if we prefer that cheeseburger (laughs) over that salad, right? Yes. Yes. The next commitment we'll talk about is commitment in marriage. And that's through sickness and in health, to death do us part. Sometimes the world teaches, if it doesn't work out, we're just getting divorced. (laughs) Girl, I got my prenup (laughs) signed. Why do I care? But we know the Bible gives clear guidelines for marriage, and for divorce. Roy, could you read Ephesians 5 and 33 for us? Sure. Basically what it says that each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself and that the wife must respect her husband. That's right. And so we know that divorce happens and we talked about God gave clear guidelines. But what we're saying is that prior to divorce, you should receive Christian counseling, prayer, and wisdom. And that could be from a pastor, a licensed counselor, or anyone that God leads you to that is equipped, means certified, Mm -hmm. to deal with these kind of issues. The next commitment we're talking about are relationships, families, friends, significant others, disciples that you're mentoring, And the question that I will ask today is, are we committed? Roy, are you committed? I try to be. You try to be. I do. I want to be. That's right. Because we don't want to be fair weather friends. What is a fair weather friend? In and out. (laughs) (laughs) That means I'm committed as long as things are going good, good in our relationship. Your health is good. We can live our best life. We can live our best life in Jesus. That's right. But don't lose your job now. Don't get old on me, girl. (laughs) My brother Larry used to say when things got hot, peas out. I'm out of here. Roy, isn't that what we do when things get messy, tough, finances get tight, or we offend each other? Aren't we guilty of that in the house of God? Sometimes we do do that. Sometimes we do. We run in and out of relationships. Teenagers do that. They sure do. Break up to make up. Remember that song? Break up to make up. That's right. That's all we do. Oh, first you love me. Then you hate me. 
<laughs> Just a game for fools. For fools. For fools. Okay. <laughs> See, we don't know. But we do know what the word says. You get says. the point, right? <laughs> we do know what the word says. Yeah. So, Roy, Colossians 3 and 23 says, we should seek God's approval mm-hmm. and blessings, not man. Now, aren't we working on that? Yes, we want to do whatever it is, and we want to do our best as unto God. That's right, because we have to remember that love endures, it perseveres, it doesn't run away just because it's easy or doesn't benefit us. And we always put a disclaimer in now, we're not talking about mental or physical abuse, because if you're in that situation, we say run, don't walk. But what we're saying is when God has put you in a relationship, don't allow offense, misunderstandings, hard times and trials to tear down the marriage or the friendship or the parenting relationship or the sibling relationships. Seek help, seek counseling. That's what we're saying. Now, here's another thing. As we talk about relationships, what we need you to remember is there's different levels of friendships, which means that there are different levels of commitment in those type of relationships. What we often confuse is a Facebook friend with a BFF or mm-hmm, ride or die. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we, we impose unrealistic expectations on mere acquaintances or just casual friends. Mm -hmm. And so if we understand those type of relationships that you put more emphasis, more love, more commitment into those relationships that are true, that are lasting. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Or even if it's ministry that God has asked you to come along Mm -hmm. and work alongside, you value those relationships more than you would a casual acquaintance that you only see maybe twice a year. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it seems like, Oh, Brenda, that's so silly. We, of course we know that. No, I will tell you, we get Mm -hmm. it mixed up sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot. And lastly, Jesus was committed to his disciples meaning he ate with them. He is the bread of life. He prayed with them. He taught them. And then he launched them out to make other disciples, he, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, and to preach the gospel. And so what we were saying is we have to mirror ourselves after our father Jesus because he did it. He spent time. He was committed to those that he loved, that he he valued, that he treasured. And so that's what we're asking you to do the same thing is take a look at the people that you love, that you value and spend that time. Be committed to them. Yes, yes. So podcast audience, what about our time? Are we willing to invest in others? Good question, Roy. mm, mm -hmm. Are we willing to be inconvenienced? Are we generous givers of our time or are we more often than not, do we desire to be on the receiving end of others' time? Those are good questions, Roy, because we know that love is inconvenience, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. I mean, think about that 2 o'clock a.m. phone call or that sick baby that we have to take to the hospital or that sick person we got to go visit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes love is inconvenience. Are we always too busy? We make time and room for what and who is important to us, don't we? That's right. We belong to a discipleship. 
we plan on attending that discipleship once a month, unless there's a good reason why we can't. And another example is the games um, that Brenda and her husband, we have a standing dinner out time once a month. And it's very rare that we miss. And during those dinners, we have so much fun. <laughs> yes, we discuss we what's going on in each other's lives. Yes. We pray sometimes a lot. Mm-hmm. We um, discuss what's going on in our families. And we enjoy the fellowship because we are like believers. That's right. And along with our time, are we using our gifts and talents to glorify God, to minister, to help others? We may not be able to do everything, but guess what? God has gifted us all with gifts and talents, all of us. We can certainly do something to give, to be a blessing to others. Our investment may be emotional or it may be physical. We can admit, we can minister to the homeless ministry. Yes, that's right. We can help others that have financial needs. Yes. We can pray for one another. We can encourage each other. Sometimes we can just walk up to someone that we know is hurting, sad. Guess what we can do? We can give them a great big hug. Now, some joy. people don't like hugs, but <laughs> <laughs> some of us love them. That's right. Sometimes if we're walking down the street, we can smile. Yes. Oh, it's nothing like a good smile. What about reaching out and picking up the phone and making phone calls to others? Yes. What about visiting in them in their homes or a hospital? Flowers? Who doesn't love to get flowers I unless do. you're allergic to them? <laughs> we can write a note. We have a beautiful friend named Sonia. Her business is called Friend Pennies from Heaven. Shout out, Sonia Penny, for your business. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Sonia made the most beautiful um, thank you cards and uh, Christmas cards for our family and my business, BG Consulting. And Roy always writes handwritten cards and notes. I don't do it so much, but I tell you, after receiving those beautiful cards Mm -hmm. from Sonia, I wrote the sweetest notes Mm -hmm. in them, and the people that I gave them to were so blessed Mm -hmm. by them, so Mm -hmm. I would do it more often. Yes, who doesn't love to get a handwritten note? It's so special, and not as um, common as it used to do, as it used to be, I'm sorry. So... Sonia is using her gifts. She's very creative to be a blessing to others. We can use ours as well as the Lord leads. We can invest our time, talents, our gifts, and abilities. Go out and be a blessing. That's right. Go out and be a blessing. And Roy, you were talking about investing in the (laughs) life of others. And that's our next um, topic that we're going to talk about. But when we invest in the life of others, we cannot make make it it about about us. us, Right? Right. (laughs) Yes. Because there is a tendency um, for us to do that. It's sometimes my daughter... Or sometimes um, she'll tell me, she said, she'll call me and said, Mom, can I talk with you about something? I've had a bad day. And before long, I'm talking to her about my bad day. She said, Mom, it's not about you. This is my time. (laughs) Or I'll call Roy and tell her about my bad day. And then she'll start. Roy, this is my time. (laughs) So what we're saying is that we don't think that we do it, mm-hmm. but when our friends or our family members are telling us things, mm-hmm. we do make it about us. Mm-hmm. But there's a time when they need to vent or share with mm-hmm. us their frustrations, their day, 
and we sometimes um, circumvent their conversation by imposing our own. So let's try not to do that. Mm -hmm. So how do we invest in the lives of others freely? We do so by Mm -hmm. living a surrendered life. And God is far more interested in why we serve others than how well we serve them. And so what we're saying is you don't have to be Belvedere. You don't have to serve like a butler. God is looking at our hearts. Are we serving willingly and eagerly out of our love for Jesus and gratitude for all he's done for us. When we think about um, starting and launching Pumps, Pearls, and Power, Ella and Roy and I uh, have came together, but we, our husbands are also uh, helping us to really get this mm-hmm. podcast launched. We've had other ladies that are partnering with us reviewing our notes and and just really trying to help us make sure that our web social media content and everything is good and so that's what we do we invest in the life of others and let's look at how jesus invests in our lives and in the lives of his disciples and after washing his disciples feet jesus said i have given you an example to follow do as I have done to you. And that's in John 13, 14 through 15. Wash. We're going to ask you out there in podcast land, has anyone ever washed your feet? We have had ours washed and it is one of the most beautiful and humbling experiences when done with love. And conversely, ask yourself, am I invested in the life of others. Is there room for improvement? Can I humble myself to wash someone's feet? This is so important, and it doesn't have to involve feet washing, but what we're asking you is, can you sacrificially invest in the life of others? And that may require you coming out of your comfort zone to do something that you've never done before, helping an elderly a person bathe or cross the street, you know, helping with a newborn baby when you don't have kids yourself. And this is so important that we remember that we have to learn how to set aside our selfishness, just deny self and help others. Matthew 16 and 24 says, we're to take up our cross daily and follow Christ. And that will look different every day. It means do what we can Sometimes that will mean we will have to take big steps of faith, step outside of our comfort zone, and then it may mean doing what we know to do best, baking brownies or cookies, helping out someone with homework, or fixing their car. It all just means whatever God puts your hands to do and how he allows you to do it, just do it well. Can we talk about loving others unconditionally? Having experienced some conflict in some of my relationships, God has, and he still is, teaching me how to love others unconditionally. We will be learning how to walk out that unconditional love until the day that we leave this earth. Won't we, Brenda? That's right, we will. We must desire to love others the way that Christ loved us and the way that Christ loved the church. It's not based on what we do, Whether you love me like I love you, if you're giving me something that I like. Brenda, 
girl, I love you if you love me. <laughs> Otherwise, I just don't know if you're worth That's it. That's right. That's what we say sometimes. <laughs> Does that sound like agape, unconditional love? No. Christ modeled this kind of life for us. It reads like this in the message from Romans 5.8. God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we are, were of no use to him. While we were of no use to him. Unconditional love does not desire to look at what it's getting, but rather it, Go ahead. we are called to love those that are different from us. Very true. That means that sometimes God calls us to love non-believers. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got a loud mouth neighbor <laughs> <laughs> that when you see them coming, you run the opposite direction. Oh, no. <laughs> what about alcoholics? Yes. Brenda, do I have to love these people? Yes, yes, because we don't have to accept their choices, but we have to love. Wow, Roy, hold on to your seats. This is a big one. The next item that we have to talk about is the C word. Communication. Communication. That is a big one. Yes, this is huge. Yes, it is. And where we often get into trouble, right? Yes. Because we all think, that we are good communicators. <laughs> I know for myself, I prided. <laughs> what the Bible tells us about pride. Because before fall. Well, I failed. <laughs> because I prided myself on being a good communicator. Matter of fact, when I worked for the government, I got awards <laughs> for being such an effective leader and communicator. Until... <laughs> The most tragic thing happened. <laughs> Jeff and the children told me that I was an excellent communicator when sitting down with no distractions, but a horrible, <laughs> I did say horrible communicator when I'm on the go, when I'm distracted or inattentive. And Jeff would say things like, just to test me, he would say, honey, there's a monkey in the room. And I would say, oh, yeah, that's right. That's so good, honey. And he would laugh out loud. He would say, I knew you weren't listening. So I want to say to you, Roy and I are laughing about it. And Jeff really did say those things. But we want you to know that there are severe consequences mm -hmm. Sometimes, yes. of poor communications mm -hmm. in our relationships Number one, there's misunderstandings. Mm -hmm. Two, strife. Yes. Sometimes what we don't listen to is so egregious that it leads to broken relationships. Yes. Hurt feelings. Marriages can even fall apart. Yes, they do. Uh, friendships, mm -hmm. partnerships, and even church relationships yes. fail because guess what? We all want to be heard. So let's take a look about what the Bible says about communication. Roy, can you read James 1 and 19? Yes. It says, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Boy, I tell you, how many times <laughs> have I been quick to speak, <laughs> quick to anger, and slow to hear? <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you podcast audience. So just say and know that I'm a work in progress. Yes. Proverbs 16, 24 says, gracious words are like a honeycomb. I love honey. I love it in mm -hmm. my tea. 
and sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Don't we all want our words to be healing balms, soothing, you know, like a good cup of warm tea when you have a scratchy throat? Yes. That's what our sweet words do. They heal. Mm -hmm. They they just make us feel all squiggly inside. Yeah, and they encourage us. They encourage us. Mm -hmm. And Proverbs 19 and 20 says, listen to advice and accept instructions that you may gain wisdom Mm -hmm. in the future. So when we're good communicators, we pass on good advice. And if we have a teachable spirit, we accept instructions. Mm -hmm. Don't we all want to be wise? Yes. Not only in the future, but now. And let's talk about then, why aren't we better communicators? Ask yourself, Ask your spouse, ask your friend, ask your girlfriend, ask your children. Why aren't I a better communicator? Let's look at some things that could cause that. It could be that we're distracted. In this age of technology, we play on our cell phones all the time. We daydream. What do we daydream about? That vacation? (laughs) That new car? Sandals. Sandals, yeah. That's right. We love sandals. (laughs) Or we're just not that interested. (laughs) You know, the world says, hey, she's just not that into you. Mm -hmm. Or we're tired or we're just plain selfish. And so we have to take a look at that. But here's the thing. Love should motivate us to become better communicators because we want to value the people that we love, value the people that God has placed in our lives. Mm -hmm. And just to make sure that I'm a better communicator, my two grandchildren, they'll tell me, Noni, look Mm -hmm. at me, look me right here in the (laughs) eyes. They love my attention, but sometimes we all need that. Mm -hmm. My husband, he'll sometimes pretend that he's an air traffic controller (laughs) and he'll wave his hands like, honey, stay with me, stay with me, stay focused. And it, you know, it's funny But it does. It makes me look him in the eyes and focus on what he's saying. And the last reason that we'll share about why we're not better communicators is because Satan gets into the communication (laughs) and divide. He's Mm -hmm. so divisive. And what that does is he makes a mess and causes offense. So we have to be on the guard. Yes. So how do we become better communicators, Roy? Do you have a guess? Hmm. Can we be intentional? We be have more to intentional? be intentional. <laughs> and what does intentional look like? Purposeful. That's right. I've got to be purposeful. And also have a teachable spirit. Meaning there's that, hey, if you're telling me something, if you're communicating mm-hmm. with me to give me instructions, I can listen. Mm-hmm. Because there's always room for growth. And then I can pass that knowledge on to someone else. And we don't all know everything. And we don't know everything. <laughs> yes. Yes. Another way is to seek understanding of what is being discussed and or ask of you. And God will help us if we ask him. But it takes a willingness to understand. And Roy and I learned a good lesson from her brother several years ago when he said, seek to understand as you're communicating, make sure that you seek to gain understanding. Because if we misunderstand what someone is saying, a friend, a family, coworker, guess what? We can respond the wrong way. And so that's why it's important to seek understanding so that we can respond appropriately. Because if we misunderstand, that means we could be angry for nothing. 
right? Yes, and to seek understanding even before we want to be understood. That's right. Oh, very important. Say that again. <laughs> to seek understanding <laughs> before we get our point across or we want to be understood. We need to learn to listen. Learn to first. listen. Thanks, Peter, for the counsel. That's right. Thank you. And so the next um, reason is to practice self-control. And that means get out of your emotions and shut your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Sorry. But be quiet long enough mm -hmm. to be good listeners. Roy and I are still working yes, on we that. Are. Mm -hmm. We learn to shut our mouth, <laughs> to be quiet. <laughs> we have to be able to listen attentively without interrupting, without interjecting until the person has stopped talking. And that means not using body language, hands up in the air, you're flailing, I gotta be heard, I gotta, me, 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 me. No, that means sitting quietly and waiting your turn. It also means we won't always agree, but that's okay. We have to learn how to agree to disagree calmly and peacefully. <laughs> Lack of agreement causes rifts and tears in the fabric of our relationship. Roy, how many times have we used Shakespeare's quote, thou protestest too much to each other, right? Yes, lots. <laughs> so remember, it's okay to agree to disagree to prevent that long flailing <laughs> argument. And lastly, good communication is essential in healthy relationships because remember this now no matter how long or how many relationships we're in if there is not good healthy communication the relationships are not healthy okay so keep working on communication and maybe it's time and lastly good communication is essential in healthy relationships and keep working on it. It's very important that we do because we value the people that we love. So think about it kind of like this. Imagine that you're eating a big steak. You can't glup it down all at once. <laughs> I love steak. But we cut it up. We take small bites. We chew it carefully. And so it's the same with communication. Mm -hmm. We enter into communication with our family, friends, loved one. Sometimes it's sensitive, but we proceed carefully, cautiously, and with a lot of prayer. So cover a little bit of conversation very gingerly, very carefully, very, very prayerfully. And remember, it's about progress, yes. not perfection. Keep working on it. The last area that we want to cover with you today is forgiveness. This is a big one. Many of us, even Christians, we struggle in the area of forgiveness. To be loving, God desires that we walk in forgiveness towards others. How many of us listening today, right now, are dealing with any issues of unforgiveness in our hearts? You know if this applies to you, right? Just be honest. Tell the truth. Look at your heart and the area of forgiveness or unforgiveness through God's eyes, not yours. That's right. That's huge, Rob. We're going to talk about the heart. 
Forgiveness is not a choice. It's a commandment from Jesus. Matthew 6.15 lets us know that if we don't forgive others, well, guess what? Neither mm-hmm. will God forgive us our sins. In our Lord's Prayer, we ask that Jesus to forgive us our sins as we forgive others the offenses that they've committed against us. And that's from Matthew 6.12. Don't we want our sins when we do others wrong? Don't we want to be forgiven by them? Do you, Brenda? I do. I do too. So forgive. We're going to say it again. (laughs) Forgive. Forgive. Think about this. Are you one to hold a grudge? Is it really hard for you to let go of a hurt when someone has done you dirty? Are you easily offended? Oversensitive? Sometimes we can be oversensitive. That's right. Do you want to take your own revenge? (laughs) I'm going to get even. I'm going to give them what they gave me. Well, that's not the right attitude. and It's not what God requires of us. There's hope. When we struggle with issues of forgiveness or unforgiveness, we can ask God to help us. And he does. He He will do that. Mm -hmm. We can seek help from others. Counseling. We can talk it through with someone that we trust. We can be encouraged. We can pray with them to help us to go beyond the hurt. We have learned that God is faithful. And sometimes we have to learn to forgive ourselves of our past mistakes as well. God says that he cast all of our sins into this great big sea of forgetfulness. And do you know what? He doesn't remember those sins anymore. They are gone forever. And he will help us also to be healed, to not hold on to the past, to put the past, the past hurts behind us. He, he wants to heal us of those things. Does that mean any sin, Roy? Yes, it does. I thought so. Yes, it does. So we can work on forgiveness. And let's forgive. Well, podcast audience. That's all that we have for you today. We've said a lot. We've shared a lot. You've got a lot to think about. We want to, as always, thank you for joining us. Yes. We've been blessed to share these tools, and we pray and hope that they'll be helpful for you in learning how to walk out love so that you can grow in your love with Christ, in your love for Christ, and your love for others. Very true, Roy. And we know these tools will help in any relationship. In summary, love is valuable. It requires commitment of time, investing in others. It springs into action Mm -hmm. using our gifts, talents, and abilities. Love is inconvenience. It's enduring. It's committed. And there are different uh, levels of commitment, and it's based on our different levels of relationship. Podcast family, we want you all to remember that different levels of relationship sometimes requires different levels of commitment. Love sets aside ourselves to make room for others. It's others-minded, thinking more of others than we do ourselves. Love is unconditional because that is how God loves us. And we want to work at being better communicators, Mm -hmm. right, Roy? Yes, we do. And most importantly, we want to do what, Roy? Walk out forgiveness. So that God will forgive us. That's right. And now talking about forgiveness, for those of you out there in podcast land who want to be forgiven, 
who want to know more about Jesus Christ, you've heard about him, and you decide that you want a personal relationship with him, we are going to right now give you an invitation to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And Romans 10 and 9 says, if you declare with your mouth, that means if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the mm -hmm. dead, you will be saved. So Roy and I are asking you, Roy and I are asking you to pray this simple prayer with us. Jesus, I, I believe, believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner and repent of my sins. By faith, I receive your gift of salvation in my heart. Thank you for saving me. Amen. If you believe that simple prayer, you are saved by faith in Jesus' name. Roy, can you close us in prayer? I certainly can. Father God, we are so grateful and we're so thankful. We want to thank you, first of all, for Jesus, that he set the example for us by dying on the cross, that he gave his all in all. Help us to be more com committed and devoted to each yeah. other. Help us to teach us, Lord, how to walk in love and love each other the way that you did. We know that we discussed a lot today, but we just put it all in your hands. And we're just asking again that you help the, uh, the hearers of this podcast to not only be hearers, but to be doers of your word. We pray that it's been encouraging and impactful. We ask all of these blessings in Jesus' name. Our P word for today is pray. We will continue our next podcast on love next week. Remember, love is in it for the long haul. Be blessed. <laughs> Thank you.